Welcome to the Burn Bright Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping big-hearted, creative women battle burnout and live happy, healthy, vibrant lives. I'm Kellyanne, a fellow big-hearted creative, a licensed therapist, and a proud rookie millennial. Welcome, everybody. I am back this week with the season finale of season one. I cannot believe I've come this far to be honest, for two reasons. One, I'm usually terrible at finishing anything I start and being consistent. And second, I just, when I started this podcast, it was kind of on a whim and a thought of like, hmm, I might want a podcast instead of doing a traditional blog. And 19 episodes later, really for me, this is episode 18 because I don't count the little trailer I made in the beginning. But 19 episodes, I can't believe it. And for all of you who've been here, especially since the beginning, I want to say thank you. Thank you for joining me on this experiment. Thank you for going along with the ride. And thank you for giving me feedback about what resonates with you. And of course, feedback on what you want to hear and what you'd like different. It means the world to me that you take the time to listen to my voice and it makes me feel like I'm not speaking into the void, but I'm speaking to you. And so I want to keep all that in the background as we talk about our season finale, which is all about imposter syndrome. And I want to talk about imposter syndrome today and define it the way I see it, talk about what the symptoms of it are, and then what you can do to overcome it. And my own struggles with imposter syndrome and how I'm also coping. And I feel like that would be, I just feel like that has been on my heart to talk about for a while now, but even more so as 2020 is here. And I feel like some of us are being told to step into our greatness and do more and opportunities are open, but there's also maybe some insecurity or fears that stop us from living life the way we deserve to. And that's why I want to talk about it because I do believe that imposter syndrome for me is a symptom of trauma. Like I feel like particularly as a woman and as a black woman at that, I feel like we're constantly pushing ourselves into spaces that weren't created for us. So if you're listening to this podcast, I hope you can relate to this, that there are times where we push ourselves. We are going to work every day in spaces and places that were not catered or designed for us at all. And so pushing against that, having people use microaggressions against you can really make you feel like maybe you don't belong at the table or to be a voice of that's re- to be a voice that's respected and i really want us to talk about that and talk about ways to overcome it because if we don't overcome it we never get to the next level of our lives of our career and we never really fill up those spaces in ourselves that don't feel worthy and that's why i've been kind of called to talk about it today So what is imposter syndrome? 
And I think it's important. There's many different ways people define it, but I think it's important that I, I feel like I tell you what my definition is. And, you know, imposter syndrome for some, the traditional definition is this belief that anything that you've accomplished, you've only kind of com- accomplished it by luck and not because of your talent and qualifications or there's some fluke or accident that you got there. I like saying the word accident, that there was some happy accident that got you into this position or in front of these people or these successes versus your talent and qualifications. And it is a definite real thing. And they say that people who are perfectionists, uh, natural gifted people or experts often suffer from imposter syndrome. And I know that if you're listening to this podcast, you are an amazing, amazing person, an amazing woman. And so I know that you probably fall into one of those three categories. And so if you've ever felt like you didn't deserve the successes you had, or you were ever nervous that someone would discover something about you, there'd be some reveal or people would wake up and realize, oh, you're not as good as I thought you were. This episode is for you. And I know for me, imposter syndrome is something I have lived with probably all my life or at least since I was in my teenage years where there were just things I was one naturally good at or that I achieved some success with. And I always had a difficult time accepting that that was happening because I deserved it or was good enough. And rather, I usually attributed it to a happy accident or, you know, random luck versus my talent or my skills or my hard work. And imposter syndrome is talked a lot about out there, but I think it I think it particularly impacts women and people of color. And so I really think that imposter syndrome in communities of color and with women shows up a little different. Like a lot of the research talks about imposter syndrome being with people because they've had experiences, maybe their grades were never good enough for their parents or some kind of trauma that stays with you. And so you carry it with you carry it forward. And I do agree that that's probably true that imposter syndrome comes from past trauma. But I think for women in communities of color, like I said in the beginning, it's really from being in spaces and places that aren't welcoming of you and you having to kind of fight to be there. And after a while of having to fight to be heard or to be seen and accepted for your talents and abilities, they can't not stay with you. And I think about myself, you know, I said that I've had and struggled with imposter syndrome since I was a kid. I think about that because I think about my childhood experiences. I think about as a young black girl growing up, how people constantly belittled some of my goals that I had, or they made me feel like I didn't belong. And part of it was because I was just not a typical 
a kid. I looked different. I went to a predominantly white high school and I was one of two black people who graduated by the time I was a senior. I grew up really poor and that made me different. And there was a lot of things in my life that made me feel on the outside. And some of those things or things I couldn't help. And other of those things are now like I see them as positive influences and positive um, ex- positive attributes. But at the time, as a young kid trying to fit in, I was desperate to be liked. And it drove me in a lot of ways to hide parts of myself. I was always kind of a smart kid who did really well in certain things. And yet I also felt this like pull to to make that smaller, I felt this pull to kind of shrink myself and not really show up and not really brag about my accomplishments and or feel guilty about the ones that I did have. And that carried with me all the way through grade school and high school and beyond. And I think about all the times that I had a success I would feel good about it, but then quickly kind of, you know, give that success away or minimize that success. I would say, you know, well, I'm just fortunate that, you know, not many people competed in this this contest this year when I won it. Or I'm really good at pretending, but I don't think I'm really good. They bought me pretending, but I don't know that I'm really that good. Things like that, I would quickly not take credit for my successes. And that stayed with me for years and to this day. And then, you know, you add into it the microaggressions and then just downright aggressions that you see in the modern day workforce. When I started working professionally, I was always dedicated and loved what I did and passionate. And I was, I'm a natural overachiever. It's just my default in life. I want to do the best at it. And to come across people who belittled my success, either criticized my successes or pretended like I was invisible and refused to acknowledge my successes. I found that over and over in my professional career. I was either marginalized and critiqued and made fun of or reduced in my work environment, or on the other side, I was largely ignored. I worked really hard. Praise really didn't happen that much or only with certain people, but with leadership or bosses or people that actually had an impact on my career and my performance rating, they would either be those two things. You know, it was every once in a while, I would get an amazing, amazing boss and I've had some of them. But for every amazing, amazing boss, I had bosses that made it seem like I didn't know what I was doing, that minimized my accomplishments or pretended like I didn't have any to begin with, that I was just an average employee when I knew I was doing more work than the people around me. And I I talk about myself to kind of contextualize how imposter syndrome, I believe, develops and that I do think is a trauma response for women and people of color because that is so many experience that is so many people's experience of either their youth or the professional working environment. And so 
I say all that to say, how can you not have imposter syndrome when you are marginalized or abused or work in toxic environments? Like that's what it sets you up for. It sets you up to be, feel less than, and it sets you up to not attribute any of your successes to yourself and to your drive and to your own your own talent, but rather to some accident. And while I've gotten so much better at knowing the signs of imposter syndrome and recognize it when it's happening, it is still such a painful kind of, it's such a painful battle that I have with myself whenever good things are happening. Like I wait for, I really do live in a state of like, okay, this is too good. The shoe has to be dropping at some point. And now that I find myself appreciated in some ways, more than I ever have been in professional employment, I really struggle with it more and more. And I I wanted to talk about imposter syndrome because I figure if that's what I'm going through, then there's so many other people who do too. And I meet amazing women all the time that I am blown away by their talent. And yet so many of them are constantly discounting themselves, saying that they don't think they're smart, saying their ideas are not good enough. All the things that tell me that, wow, how could you not see yourself the way I see you? And how scary that is to observe in others. And then I see it in myself and it makes me just sad that that's going on. So on that note, I want to talk about three ways that we can overcome imposter syndrome. And part of it is just acknowledging and observing those negative thoughts. I said before in an earlier podcast that I realized that my inner voice is so critical of myself that I talk to myself like I'm a kid a lot. And that way of being is so hard and it's so unforgiving. And so I've had to do a lot of work around getting rid of that critical negative voice. So instead of minimizing and diminishing my accomplishments, probably because other people have done it before, it's really important to just observe. A thought may come into your brain and you should just observe the thought versus being so negative or engaging with it. And asking myself, particularly when I'm on a spiral about how, oh, this thing is going to fail or what if I'm not as good as people say I am? Who am I to be talking about these subjects? And it doesn't matter that I have degrees and clinical experience and have awards or have accomplishments. I still find myself thinking, who am I to talk about burnout or self-care or who am I to talk about the other things that I do? in my professional life. And so I try to ask myself, instead of engaging with that thought and going down the rabbit hole of, oh my goodness, I'm not that good. And what am I thinking? And all these bad things are going to happen. Stopping and just thinking, if I continue down this path and these thoughts of who am I to talk about this, and this is all just a happy accident, it's luck, it's not talent. Is that thought pattern going to help me get this project accomplished or move forward in my career? Or is it going to hinder my life and how I show up? And so it is really important that 
we think about just as much as we build thoughts that build up imposter syndrome, it's really important to learn thoughts to replace them, like how to replace those negative thoughts. And so that's the number two thing I want to point out. It's good to be have constructive criticism, right? But for people who suffer with imposter syndrome, really acknowledging where it comes from and rewording and reaffirming your talent and skills. So when I am tempted to count myself out, I counter that by writing down my accomplishments, writing down the fact that, okay, I am a licensed therapist. I have been doing this for 15 years. I am also extra certified in burnout. Like I have a burnout certification on top of a license. I have gotten certified in mindfulness. I have done my work to be considered an expert in this space. And even if that word feels uncomfortable to say, I have to rewrite my story and own it. And so I think a lot of it is rewriting your story. So number one, asking, does this thought or this spiral I'm on help my life or does it hinder it? Is it hindering me moving forward? The second thing is finding ways to replace those negative thoughts with positive affirmations, with fact-checking yourself, you know, really say, okay, I'm saying this is all luck or a happy accident, but I went to school or I have been doing dance for 10 years and I've learned these different types of, of movement. And so I am an expert dancer because I've done the work. So really fact-checking yourself and replacing that thought, replacing the thought of who am I to say, I am a professional dancer versus, no, wait, I have been dancing for 10 years and I have learned different schools of movement. I I am an expert. I am good. So that would be the second thing. And I think the third thing to do is sometimes you just need a reality check from somebody who's outside of your brain that's telling you all this negative, all these negative things. And I feel like that is sometimes missing in our conversations is that we have these these thoughts and these whole conversations with ourselves and not somebody else who can affirm for you that you are correct in what you're thinking or most likely tell you you are absolutely wrong. And so when I start to feel like I'm not doing well or that I don't know what I'm doing, talking to friends or family goes such a long way for them to reaffirm for me. No, you know what you're doing. No, you absolutely are great at this. Getting positive feedback from them can make all the difference to help you realize that you are in fact not an imposter, but very much standing on your own two feet as an expert. And if for some reason you don't feel comfortable enough to tell a friend or you still feel a certain amount of shame or guilt or embarrassment for being accomplished, I just want you to know from me that you are exactly where you need to be. You are incredible at what you and you are every bit the expert the talented professional or person that everyone else thinks you are. And so when you start to have thoughts of negativity, of doubt, just remember that 
you are exactly where you need to be and deserve to be. And you've worked hard and you are worthy. And while people have not always gone out of their way to make you feel worthwhile or included or special or exceptional and excellent, I know for those of you who I may never meet, I know from the bottom of my heart that you are all those things. And so if you need to replay this, because it is true, I know you are excellent and you are worthy and you are incredible at whatever it is that you are doing and that the world needs you to keep doing it. So if you doubt yourself, know that I have got your back and that I don't doubt you for a second. One of the things I've done when I haven't felt like I was worthy or good enough or an expert is I've used music to kind of help shape how I deal. And so in honor of this episode, I want to say that I have a little surprise and a little gift for you that I created a Spotify playlist called the Imposter Syndrome Playlist. And it has all of the songs that I use to kind of pump myself up and get myself thinking, yes, I'm worthy and I deserve. You're going to find a range of different artists from Coldplay to Alicia Keys to Sarah Bareilles to Mary J. Blige. All of them are on this playlist that I've curated just for you to listen to and remind yourself that you are a miracle. I'm going to put the link in the show notes for you to download that playlist or at least follow it and engage with it and let me know what you think about it and if it helps you at all. So this, like I said, is a season finale of the podcast, but this is not the end of the podcast as I am really clear about the fact that I love podcasting and I love this show and I love each one of you for listening to me. And though this show has done really well, exceeded my expectations for listeners. And for that, I just, again, want to thank you. There is so much more to come in season two. I am going to take the rest of September off and part of October. So I'm going to be gone from about four to five weeks while I plan season two of the Burn Bright podcast. I will tell you right now that I'm very clear about what it's going to be, is that it's going to be the same education, the same tools, the same encouragement of self-love and self-care and how to prevent burnout, but it's going to have more interviews from amazing women who are incredible and various spaces in the world, just women across the board who inspire me, we're going to laugh a lot more. And I'm going to show you maybe sides of myself that haven't always shown through on this podcast. We're going to have more humor. We're going to have giveaways. And I'm going to start a segment next season on my favorite things of the week, just giving you joy as much as inspiring you to live your best life and take care of your body and soul. Oh, 
And of course, playlists, because I'm a huge fan of music. And so I am going to be curating playlists as well over the next season for different topics that we go through. So just like there's an imposter syndrome playlist, which again, I will link in the show notes. There is also going to be various other Spotify playlists for different topics that we're going to have. So all that and more is coming on season two. And if you've gone this far with me, trust me, it only gets better from here. So I'm going to take a little break, but I will see you back in mid-October for season two. Thank you so much for joining me this week on the Burn Bright Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Burn Bright Podcast and at letsburnbright.com for more info on self-care, mindfulness, and burnout prevention. You can find this podcast on a host of platforms, Apple and Google Podcast, Spotify, to name a few. If you subscribe, you can catch a new episode as it drops each week. And it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review. And that makes sure that I can keep giving you the fresh content every single Wednesday. So until season two, take care of yourself and take care of each other.